Yeah, thank you for the invitation. I'm a conference interpreter since about uh, 30 years. That's a long time. And I'm working with uh, Greek, French, German, and English. And it's a pleasure for me that I have been discovered by Tempify before all these uh, events. So I was lucky to start and train and work on the platform before. Ah, so I'm a senior product manager at Interprefy, and that means that I look after the direction that the product's going. So uh, all of the new features we're going to add, the, the new products, and you know how we're going to help everybody. Um, and I've been working in product management for well, too long to remember now, uh, in, in all kinds of uh, uh, businesses, uh, but including, um, originally I started in, in, in sound, so I was a, originally a sound engineer. Uh, I should make a long story short, because my father was an interpreter at the end of the Second World War. Ah. He was speaking seven languages, and so I just grew up in languages, and it was something more or less natural. Later on, I went to conference interpretation as an evolution. Actually, I have to say, when I studied in Greece and to my knowledge in France, there was no studies for conference interpretation. You would study something else, like most of my colleagues of my age, and then later on, you would add linguistics. I have a colleague, he worked for biology uh, with the Nobel team before becoming a conference interpreter. I studied political science, had three master's degrees, then went to the Sorbonne and had some trainings on interpretation of language in the US and in the UK. So it's a mixture. Yeah, I think you will like that. It's a very user-friendly platform. I had a colleague joining recently, and he said, goodness, it's so simple. And that's a pleasure. There's only one thing missing. We need a flashlight to people that read their text, and they don't send us the text ahead. Yeah, I think we are professionals, and everybody as a professional, is preferring to prepare his mission or assignment, a musician, a doctor. So if people don't give us a head, a, the necessary documentation, the videos or whatever it is, we cannot prepare. I might have excellent knowledge of political science because I have a master's degree, but sometimes it's not sufficient to imagine what this great speaker is talking about. He has to help me like he is working with his teams for weeks to prepare, so he should give us a little bit before. I think the most obvious thing is we are a team. And like in tango, you need always two to dance. So if he's making a joke about a frog, and I say fog, it won't match. Some professional speakers, they come to the booth when booths existed or even now, and say, I'm going to make a joke about a hamburger and it will be transformed to that. So I know the joke. And that's for me, the professional speaker. 
That was really interesting, actually, because I, I used to deal with the the equipment that was that was like very high end. So, you know, stuff that was very very expensive. Um, you know, typically, several times what my house cost, and it sort of got you to uh, learn not to judge people working in that industry at that time, because of course you don't expect many people will have those kind of budgets to spend. And I remember the first time I met with one of the most successful producers, record producers. And uh, literally I thought uh, that my first thought when I saw him was that he was a tramp who had walked in off the street. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I worked uh, with a, another uh, record producer who looked and probably was young enough still to be at school uh and so you just learned that um uh, you know that you you'd never judge people um and particularly in the creative industries that 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 um you know how people look will will have no connection with with how good they are at, at their job So I'm only a couple of months ago, I'm really new uh, to Interprefy, and I saw uh, an advert on, on LinkedIn and uh, applied. And, uh, you know, I came to Interprefy for a, for a first virtual interview and then went through the, the interviewing process. And uh, it's really simple, actually, why I joined Interprefy. It's just because they were the best bunch of people that I'd spoken to in a very long time. And for me, that's what really matters. So, so you know, uh, how did I get to uh, to work for Interprefy? Because I was just looking to work with a great bunch of people. So, yes, yeah, so, so I'm um, product managing the product. So I'm looking after the 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 direction of the product. What what um, uh, you know, what features and functions we add, what, uh, uh, you know, who we will be selling to and um, uh, which, uh, which things to prioritize and which things to, to, to do now, which things to do later. Uh, and uh, so um, my, my job is, is um, really constantly dealing with with many different um requirements and ambitions and trying to steer a path through to 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 mean that the product's going to be as as effective as possible for mm -hmm. all of the different stakeholders including of course interpreters but also for you know the speakers and the people uh listening to you as as well and and um uh, you know, if, if any of that sounds a bit impossible, of course, that's the bit that's fun is that the, there is no perfect solution. You are constantly having to try to to work out the you know, the best path um, through and constantly uh, adjusting your 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 ideas and your 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 vision. Um, so so, yeah, that's effectively what I'm doing uh, day in, day out is is managing and then making managing and then communicating those decisions 
oh yes, captions are on their way uh, to ta- to tackle that uh, first, um, and then you know quite a, a lot of innovation uh, in in the area of, 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 of captions. And so that's an example of what I've just been talking about, a, a need that's out there. Um, you know, there are many people um, who, uh, you know, uh, perhaps because of, of the situation they're in, um, they need uh, to be able to use captions rather than listen to the audio feed. So so um, that's a really important function, I think, for a, a lot of our stakeholders. Um, so in terms of this, the sort of uh, audio processing, and I do know this is a question that, that comes up, I've worked in this area, of course, for a very long time now, and it's based upon really mathematics that started uh, in the 1970s. And I, I, I love this particular area because it's very counterintuitive. The, the way it works is that you... Uh, take the very high quality sound and you throw some of it away and then you transmit it. And what happens is that you actually find that the, the, what is transmitted then is, is uh, um, much more robust than if you tried to keep all of the original sound. Now, very obviously, the trick is throwing away the parts of the sound that don't matter. And if you get that right, then you end up with a better result than if you tried to keep everything. Now, this is one of those areas where it's really hard to get your head around both the mathematics and the psychoacoustics. And I've met very few people who who actually could could do that. Um, So, uh, you know, in terms of the quality for sound processing, can can we do it better? The answer is yes. Uh, will we make it better? Yes. Um, is it the weak link uh, at the moment? Uh, and the answer is no. There are other things that we that we need to address. And I would point to, you know, microphones are very variable. <laughs> uh, there's a whole science behind behind choosing the right microphone as as well because. You know, as as you know, studio microphones are great in a studio, but they're not great in every mm. environment. So, um, yeah, so th- we, you know, it is something that we are working on uh, and will strive to improve. But audio is, um, sound engineers always look at audio as a chain, and that every link in that chain has to be the very best it can be. And uh, so compression is one link in that chain, but we have other links that need addressing first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there is special technology to, to avoid the loop. It seems to be working, doesn't it? Yes, no, I, I really appreciate you guys. You have to wear headsets all the time and I don't think anyone really enjoys it do that do they uh and I certainly used to have to wear headsets when when I was uh, working as a sound engineer um but uh I do love the fact that with modern processing a lot of the time we can manage without without them uh but absolutely if it's a critical situation I would be wearing a headset
Yeah, I think um, I think the thing that um, probably hardest for people to see from outside about the job of being a product manager is that uh, we all think we know an answer to a problem, right? And and this is universal. So everyone I'll talk to and myself will always think, oh, we've got a we've got a solution. But to, to do the job at its very best, you have to try and forget your preconceptions and ask deeper questions and see if there's a better, a different way of doing things. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one of the most difficult, but of course, for the same reason, most enjoyable things about the job mm-hmm. is this, uh, you know, this process you have to go through of unloading your preconceptions and looking at the problems in, in, in a deeper, more fundamental way. Um, and so sometimes, um, you know, when when you're talking to, to stakeholders, users and, and people like that, I think uh, if they start to see the sort of the, the thought processes that go on, they might think, oh, that's a bit strange. But that's what you're trying to do is peel back the onion to get to the core.